Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the link between risk and reward. The conversation started over a lunchtime discussion in Dallas earlier this week. We've all heard the phrase, high risk, high reward. The opposite side of that coin could be low risk, low reward. The statement was made over lunch and it precipitated an intellectual debate over the merit of that statement. Well, on today's show, I'm here to tell you there is no real link between risk and reward. The phrase has been repeated so many times, it's actually utterly false, and yet people repeat it like a law of nature. Risk is risk, and reward is reward. The conversation starts with the notion of what is a risk. A risk is anything that's not in your plan. The fact is, risks can have significant impact, even if their likelihood of occurring is low. If that item is taken into account and it's embedded in the plan, then by definition, it's not a risk. In 2019, we would not have built a plan assuming economic disruption coming from a global pandemic. We wouldn't have assumed a war in Europe. We would not have assumed an escalation of tensions with China, which ultimately could sever trade ties for critical components. In the middle of 2021, we had central banks continuing to project low interest rates well into 2023. And now we clearly have much higher interest rates, which affects the cost of capital and therefore the viability of many real estate projects. Those risks would have been difficult to foresee and difficult to quantify in advance. I could go on and on with examples. When I speak about risk, I adhere to a formal definition of risk, which is subdivided into the type of risk and then further into likelihood and impact. Even if a risk comes true, there are many different types of impact. There could be a time impact cost impact. Those could either be one-time impacts or recurring. The risk might simply be the removal of a feature, yet otherwise not compromise the rest of the venture. A risk could threaten the entire feasibility of a project. A risk could impact the quality, but not the time, cost, or feasibility. You can't simply say that with higher risk comes higher reward. It doesn't make any sense. Now, if the risks are already visible and the impacts can be quantified, then you can start to attach a risk premium to a plan or to a project. For example, if you have a loan that's secured by a mortgage in first lien position, followed by a second loan that's secured in second lien position, we would mostly agree that that second lien carries a higher risk of default than the first lien. For that reason, the second lien position lender attaches a risk premium and charges a higher rate of interest in exchange for accepting that higher risk. It follows that a borrower with a poor credit score should be charged a higher interest rate than someone with a stellar credit score. The higher interest rate is that risk premium. The phrase high risk, high reward has its roots in that notion, but you cannot make the inverse general argument. Nothing says that all loans in first lien position are lower risk than all loans in second lien position. That's because a discussion of risk is more complex and nuanced than simply reducing risk to a higher cost of capital. Loan interest rates in first lien position didn't carry a lower risk of being impacted by the pandemic. Low interest loans in first lien position didn't carry a lower risk of businesses having their electricity bill double or being impacted by higher energy costs stemming from the war in the Ukraine. If you're running a pizza restaurant in London where the Public Utilities Commission just approved an 80% increase in the cost of electricity effective at the start of October, you are at higher risk of business failure than a business that doesn't consume a lot of energy. And none of those risks are embedded in the cost of capital. Any attempt to link risk and reward together 
is merely an attempt by the lender to demand a premium for a subset of the known risks. It makes sense that bondholders of Argentina's government bonds would want a premium over, say, U.S. treasuries. Argentina has a terrible track record of defaulting on its debt, and the U.S., while not great, has a better track record. By definition, not all risks can be known, and therefore any risk premium is going to be imprecise at best. If there are known risks, then perhaps contingency plans could be put in place to reduce or either eliminate the impact of those risks coming to all together. Risk is risk, and reward is reward. They're truly not connected. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.